I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Gillian. And this is from First to Last Podcast. This is a From First to Last podcast. It's a podcast with my friend Craig and I. We get together each week. We work our way through a director's theatrical Full filmography show. from their first film all the way through to their last. And Craig, we are taking a... We're in the middle of a break. Yes, we are. Uh, we're between seasons. We just wrapped up Catherine Bigelow's season. Good old Biggs. sixth season. We're getting prepped to talk Michael Mann very yes, soon. Yes, Mr. Mann. Season seven. But we're returning all the way back to season two. Oh, yes, Yes, season two, wow. With the works of Zack Snyder. Mr. Zachary Snyder. Popping up again this year. 2021 is the year of the Snyder. Yeah, yeah. We've done, we've done some, <laughs> oh, like just in terms of yeah, output. Yeah, just in terms of uh, output, yeah. Products, uh, projects. Projects. We've watched, we've talked Justice League. We Zach have. Zack Snyder's Justice League cut with our friend Andy Miller. Great cut. Go out, watch it. Yeah, go out and watch it. I actually bought I'll it the other day it. on yeah. Blu-ray. Quite. Did you buy on Blu-ray or 4K? No, uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I don't have floor, I don't have 4K yet, so I'm just sort of Bro. chugging along. Don't you have an Xbox? Yeah. Not. Uh, I got one before it became a 4K uh, player. So I don't have 4K telly. We'll get one one day though. You are, you are, you are. I have faith. But not only is it a great episode today because we're returning to Zack Snyder's work. Get Zack. It's also a very special episode today. It is very special. Because this is actually our 100th full-length episode. I know, I know, it's crazy, right? There's streamers just landing everywhere right now. (laughs) What's crazy about this also is the fact that um, not only is it our 100th episode, now you could probably get another 16 bonus episodes out there. But yeah. when we say 100th episode, it's our 100th episode that actually has to do with one of our seasons. Yeah, exactly. As it's opposed to... director-centric. Yeah. So um, I'm really excited to be heading back to the land of Zack Snyder. Now, before we did, I thought we'd just quickly do a touch on what we've actually done in the last 99 episodes. Damn. 99, Which, man. Shit. If we think about it, Craig, on average, we have about a two-hour episode. Oh, fuck so there mean it means that there is probably there is over two hundred hours worth of content out there Hot that people damn, can man. listen to. Hot damn! If they want, uh, they don't have to. Yeah, no, you have to. You do have there, to. There is. There's actually rules against. There's going to be a test. There's laws. Uh, <laughs> there's laws. But it's fine print laws, but they're w- laws. We've got um, that much content out there. We've covered six directors now. Their full body of work. Yep. Uh, we started off with Robert Zemeckis. Good old Bobby Z. And what's crazy is to think, like, it's this is our third year of doing this podcast. Is it really? Yeah. Shit, it doesn't feel like long ago we started it. No, it doesn't, does it? Well, if it does, it feels like we only did, like, two months of other directors and then fucking, like, two years of Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty wild, the old Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie. Sap the soul. Um, <laughs> it was, it's really interesting, actually, because we'll get to Ron Howard in a moment. Let's touch Robert Zemeckis Just for a touch him. Bit. I want to touch him. Um, Robert Zemeckis's work, I don't know about you, Craig. What's, actually, let's go for it. We've, we've <laughs> talked about this a few times. I'm expecting we'll probably go the same. But, you know, 99 episodes later since our very first episode, mm-hmm. um, 
what would you say is the lasting thing you took from the Robert Zemeckis season? Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> like his films are just... They're, they're still films. Like I could revisit th- that whole season again. Happily. Easily. Happily. Yeah. Happily. Me too. I'd be very hesitant on visiting everyone else's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, throw him on. I think for a. The longer we've done this, and we yeah. talked about in that first season, I love revisiting some of our episodes because we talk about how much of a film school it is yeah. for us. Incredibly. Um, and I think that speaks volumes because I haven't really. The podcast itself is like a film school, but I can watch a Robert Zemeckis film and it's innovative it's fresh but still feels like Zemeckis every time yeah exactly and all his films are extremely accessible so aside from probably like Your Death Becomes Her yeah which has got that sort of cult status now yes exactly which we didn't know most of Zemeckis's films I still haven't run into one since <laughs> <laughs> but like the Zemeckis films they all have this sort of it's got this character that you just they're so accessible whilst also still being very deep. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's an incredible skill. It is. And we always say that he could say so much in so little. Um, yeah. And so I think that's where a lot of his skill still comes from. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like where he, where other places need exposition, he explains it within his opening credits. Yep. Um, or he explains it in just a simple lingering shot. But yep. he also gets the talent who bring that on. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Like... Denzel Washington and, um, yeah, you know, and obviously Tom Hanks. Oh, look, even Steve Carell. Yeah. These are people who are able to give so much in so little. Yeah, totally. You know I mean? And and I think also the supporting cast that he places yeah. around those lead actors. He has a good, good cast. Doesn't he? Yeah, so good. And I think um, we've, we've sort of come to the realisation that, one, we were too green for Zemeckis. To yeah. probably do it really some justice. Well, I think he was a good... Uh, and I think more of a, that now, and I'm glad we did Zemeckis because he was... He's such an... He's such a a, a caring director to do. Yeah. He's like, look, I'll look after you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. This is what I do here. It's pretty simple. It's straight to the point, but it's, it's, it's got a lot of heart. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I agree with you. So, Craig, overall... Um, we were pretty unanimous on what our number one film was, but we also took which was Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, thank you for reminding um, me. We also had a film which was our sort of sleeper hit. Oh yeah, that really surprised us. Now I'm I'm interested because over time I actually think my sleeper hit has changed. Oh, you have a different sleeper hit. Yeah. Have you gone back and watched Contact since? No, I have not. See, that's which where the I danger think, is. I think that would probably be something that when I revisit again, I'll be like, oh, nope, it's my sleeper hit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, look, I did once, watch once a, you see McConaughey, a young McConaughey, you can't but help but fall in love again. And I watched that um, op- the Jenna Malone scene where she's running through the, the hallways again the other day. the mirror. Ooh. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, what a director. But... I've actually like my love of flight has grown so much over time. It's such a great film. Oh yeah, and, and it keeps a pace that's just fantastic, doesn't it? That's the weirdest. That is the most unlike Zemeckis, but one of the best Zemeckis films. Do you know what? I think it's Zemeckis doing Scorsese. Yeah, in this incredible way, 
but it still feels like Zemeckis yeah, in a it, weird way. It, it is. So it is. Good. It's, the, it's the furthest from his normal formula, but damn, it's so good. Yeah. So I think for me, that's something that really jumped out. What about, so is Contact still your sleeper hit? I would say for that season, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So good. Now, we're going to move on. We'd planned all five of these directors before we jumped oh, we into too, their filmography. We? Yeah. So we knew. Before we even tackled Zemeckis, I believe we were going to start with Ron Howard, if I remember correctly. Oh, thank God. We would have quit first. Um, I think then we swapped it around mm. so Zemeckis would be your bang for buck at the start. Yeah. Um, so we then moved on to Zack Snyder. Mr. Snyder! And uh, what a adventure of a season that See, was for this us. is another season that I'd do again. It's... There's you know a, what I mean? As yeah. much as I, as much from this whole Justice League and all that, it and obviously what we'll be going into today. Yes, this would be another season I'd do again. Uh, definitely, I think, um, especially post Zack Snyder's Justice League and watching, say, the special features, yeah. the behind the scenes stuff of that, I actually realised even more so how thoughtful Snyder is as a director. Um how intentional he is with his look and yes. and meticulously he plans how everything's going to yep. look. Um, and when you really compare that Justice version... Oh, incredibly. ...versus the Snyder version, you actually see those moments that made absolutely no sense in the other cut yep. suddenly were so important. Yeah, it's so clear in yeah. this one. Yeah, you can see his vision was... His vision was something that was incredibly clear that should have been given the ability to flesh be fleshed out. Yeah, totally. And so we start off with Dawn of the Dead, an incredible first film. Fantastic first film. Uh, perfectly linked to today's episode. Probably the best first film. Oh, the most, most well-rounded. Yeah, exactly. Most, yeah. Like this is a guy who just came onto set and said, yeah, I knew what I'm doing. You know <laughs> totally, what I mean? It's just totally. fantastic. Yeah, he just like... And we talked about he's such a ballsy filmmaker. Yes, And that was present from the moment. And when we get into today's film, which is Army of the Dead. Yeah! It's so ballsy again, this film. It's just like bonkers ballsy. Um, So for you, anything that stands out in that season? The latest Justice League. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, I I questioned if it was going to be as good as people hoped. And yeah. it exceeded my expectations. It exceeded my expectations. Like so, I'm sure there are people out there who are disappointed, and I'm, and I can see obviously a lot of reason why. But I went in there with a pretty below average expectation, and I would admit it it hit way above my standard for yeah. what what I think is a good movie. Yeah, I just yeah they're just the nitpicking, but good film, man. Yeah, totally. Um, I would agree. Again, I think I was probably. I was concerned for Man of Steel. Man of Steel sort of exceeded my expectations yeah. uh, upon rewatch. And I am still fully in love with Watchmen as a film. Oh, I love Watchmen. So good, isn't I, uh, it? Yeah, it doesn't deserve the crap it gets. Um, moving on, we'll pump through these pretty quick. We went on to Sam Raimi. Oh, good old uh, Rames. What a great season that was. Good old Rames. Um, I'd say the sort of standout for me in the Sam Raimi season was really seeing... I actually think Army of Darkness was such a surprise for me, <laughs> how much I enjoyed it and yeah. how much he balanced that horror comedy. Uh, but then 
we look at a film like A Simple Plan. Simple Plan. And those Spider-Man movies. The, a Simple Plan is still that film. The Spider-Man films, it's it's weird. I, I see them somehow separately from the Sam Raimi collection. Yep. Um, even though they're just full Sam Raimi. Um, but when I think about just fantastic, I yeah, A Simple Plan is just one so of those good. films that it just blows my mind. Like, blew my mind, man. I was like, wow, this uh, is awesome shit. I'll never forget you coming to my place, like, the day after. Yeah. And just being like, I can't believe it. This is awesome shit. Yeah. Go Bill <laughs> it Paxton. Was, it was so good. Um, we followed that up with a really interesting sort of sidestep for a director, which yeah. was Joe Carnahan. Jojo. And we uh, loved his honesty. Yeah. We loved his openness about the industry as a whole. Yep. And we absolutely adored The Grey. <sighs> the Grey still is just an underrated, fantastic film. 100%. Just, it is just a fantastic film. Like, it is, it is seriously probably, if I had to get a top 10 of all of our directors, it'd have to be in that top yeah, 10. Yeah, I would agree. And that's, that's like... I, Directors that have like fucking Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, Spider Man series, you know what I mean? Like shit yep. like that. I I would have to put the grey up in yeah. there. Yeah, it's literally it's such a step up for Carnahan in terms of writing, in terms of directing. It's just this beautifully well rounded. Weird, film. yeah. It's it's like seriously, it's it's weird for all of Carnahan. It's almost to me so far. It's his peak. Yeah. That's totally. his peak, and I don't think he's come near it. Like he's he's obviously done films where you go, man, that's so Carnahan. Yeah, but this film was just something else. I think the great and Narc can show just how great he can be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes, like I think we talked about the thing that we saw as oh, not its strengths in Boss Level. Yeah. Boss Level was a great film. Oh yeah, loved it. Uh, but. There were just moments that you're like, oh, we just weren't getting the strengths. And yeah. and when you get your narc and the grey, they're just playing to all his strengths. Yeah, and definitely. That's so good. Um, moving on to season five, we did talk Ron Howard a, a lot. lot. <laughs> <We> <laughs> Poor Ron Howard. I'm sorry. I just must have been in a tired season, hey. Oh, that and was just exhausting. We got a... For both of us, we were going through COVID during that, yeah, during that time. Exactly. So there was lockdowns. Uh I had a child with my wife. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> during that, um, we've got to also acknowledge the fact that we've actually recorded in three different locations since oh, yeah. we started. We did that COVID lockdown? Couple yep. of COVID lockdown ones. It's that was fantastic. Where I'd have to record my voice separately, and we were both over a phone call on Skype. Yeah, we we zoomed for video. Our audio was recorded into separate mics and then we talked vo through a mobile phone because the Skype sound wasn't yep. working ever. Then I'd upload to OneDrive, man. That was just hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore. Um, and we had a, a one of my favorite episodes, which was our parenthood episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, Craig's microphone didn't record for the entire thing. And we were lucky that we got a backup recording of it. Yeah, That was just perfectly... Saved now in the Ron Howard season, though, Craig, even though it was sort of a harder watch, and it's interesting, I feel like 
the more I think about it, the lower he gets as a director. Same. It's, but there was there are such high peaks. In yes. Mm. And the peaks are the things that throw you a little bit. Yeah, like Parenthood, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? That <laughs> totally. throws me for a totally. beautiful mind. Yeah, beautiful you mind know what is what I mean? incredible. Like Cinderella thing. Man was a good, was the surprise for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, solid. I don't Super know why. Solid. I must have remembered Cocoon? it very differently. Cocoon, I always liked Cocoon. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's a lot of nostalgia. But um, Cinderella Man, I remember I watched it once. And I was like, that's good. And I yeah. never watched it again. But watching it, yeah, and like you and I said, obviously, in this episode, is Renee Zellweger just blew out my Oh, so good. And you know how good Russell Crowe is when he's on form? Rusty. But, like, good. Rusty hits it so well in this. It's just so Starting good. Starting his own movie studio in Coffs Harbour. Is he? Yeah. Go, Rusty. Seriously, they're putting in something like 200 million. Woo! Into it. That's because yeah. they don't have enough space at the moment to make all the films. Yeah, Ron exactly. Howard's actually in Queensland still filming. Oh, is he really? Yeah. What's he filming? He's doing the Thai Cave rescue film. Oh, is he? Ah. Yeah. So they're doing it in the movie world tank. Oh, man. Jeez. So, yeah. Put a few little pieces together. I feel like I spied that uh, man can our make past. an el- that man can make an element come alive. Obviously, backdraft. Yeah, so you should be able to do it. Yeah, with the I, I think, and it's enough dramatic fodder that it's gonna, and enough heart in there that yeah. you could get on board for it. But they've they've um, changed them from Thai kids to um, white British kids. <laughs> Yeah, from a grammar school. <laughs> from a grammar school. It's like Lord of the Flies now. Um, last season now, Craig, we also wrapped up with Catherine Bigelow. Fantastic. Great season. Very enjoyable, mind. man. Very um, enjoyable. We loved Zero Dark Thirty. I thought you were going to say K-19. I was like, yeah, fuck The K-19. Widowmaker. Love the, the Widowmaker. Widow. The best mountain climbing film you'll ever $100 see. hundred million dollars. <laughs> Sank just like a Russian sub. I know, damn. Uh, but it was a great season and it really, uh, we had a little bit of a discussion, not argument, not a debate about if Catherine Bigelow was a better director than oh, Sam yeah. Raimi. Yeah. No. There, well, the results are in. And? The results, it was actually pretty split down the middle with our listeners. No, it's not. Um, no, it's not. There's got to be a deciding factor. Uh, I would say there was more lean towards Bigelow. Bullshit. But there was some great there was some great um chats on there. Someone uh one of our listeners talked about the Fast and Furious franchise and the way that Bigelow has influenced that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'd say it really was like on different social media platforms people had a different opinion. So it was really cool to watch okay, cool. to watch like on Insta. They all were Team Raimi. Uh, Facebook, oh, really? I that was that sort of like Team so Bigelow. On it was Insta. really they, interesting. Bigelow seems like a team Insta. So I really, I really enjoyed all the Discord that played out after that. Yeah, it was that great. Cool. But Bigelow was a great season, and we're really excited for Michael Mann. Now, yeah, man. We can't do this hundredth episode without a couple things. Yes. To thank all our beautiful guests that have been on. Oh yeah. We've had Andy Milos, John Rourke, Maria Lewis. Who I feel is like absolutely... we should do it like an in memoriam type thing. <laughs> um, we've had uh, I can't remember Glenn and Brenton were on for yep. a couple episodes talking Star Wars um, and so we've just had a few guests I could rattle a heap off but um, oh, and I'll call Buff Buff the Buff you can't Uncle forget buff, the buff. buff can't forget Johnny Buff 
Johnny Buff. We John, love him. John, John will buff we love Killian. Him. But we've had some amazing guests. Actually, check out that Quick and the Dead episode. That was yeah, such a good episode. Um, we've had such a good time chalking films with people. Yeah. And I love that every time we get a guest on, I'm actually really, really excited for it. So yeah, this season fantastic. with our other guests that we've got planned and there's some really cool ones. Yeah, we do. Uh, obviously, we don't want to just let the cat out of the bag yet can just I, in case I? the bag gets away. Yes, the bag uh, Which I'm happy to share. We literally had Joe Carnahan agree to come on our podcast. That's right. We had it on Instagram as well. We had uh, Joe Carnahan was going to talk stretch with us. Yes. And unfortunately, just life and scheduling. I'm so glad he didn't because I hated stretch. Well, I just think it would have been great to have heard what he wanted. I know, but he would have just fought me. So, (laughs) And I would have been in that weird position like, do I just say, hey, it was good or use that? Yeah. old lie you know just like yeah <laughs> I love that scene <laughs> um, so we've had some amazing guests and I just think um, we're going to get an army of the dead right now I don't want to dwell too much but Duh. I just want to say big thanks to my buddy Craig for doing Duh. all big this big thanks to you me. Jeffrey uh, Jeff does all the editing man that's fucking hard work <laughs> seriously I can't I can very rarely listen back to the episodes because I can't stand my own voice Jeff has to actually freaking hear this for ev- editing episode <laughs> that's why in honesty, Jeff I've Ross. probably heard every episode six or seven oh, times. Oh, man, so. Jeff Reed, um, shit. Yeah. That's where he's our biggest downloader. He's our biggest subscriber. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I'm running Go the Jeff Patreon, Reed. keeping Go us Jeff alive. Um, so I'm really excited for the future. I think there's some oh, good stuff to come. Exciting. So much more to come. And it yep. is going to be blown away. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, it? Seriously, especially our guest, man. He starts with Spiel and ends with Berg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a German doctor named Spielenbergen. <laughs> now, Dr. Spielenbergen is. <laughs> so, Craig, let's get into Army of the Dead. Let's get in. We're going back to season two. Should we just get in and talk sort of what life's been like for this film? Because this has been quite a journey. This has been a journey. Um, There's actually only... <laughs> normally we'd go, it's been... X amount of time since the release, last release of Zack Snyder's film. Uh, it's been two months. <laughs> two months. <laughs> two months. The release of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now that was its own adventure. You can listen to our episode to hear us talk through the journey yeah, that took to, to talk screen. That again. Um, and so it's two months since the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League and the release of Army of the Dead. Now, like I mentioned, this is not by any means like a throw together film. Army of the Dead's actually been a project that's been running for ages forever. Like an actual it's an actual universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it intended to be this, but it's now becoming a universe, which is really oh, exciting really? to get to. Because so. I thought they they had all things prequels and stuff planned um, and filmed. Oh sorry. Yeah, we'll ahead. we'll get there. We'll get there. So two thousand and four saw the release of Dawn of the Dead. Which was a, um, for the price that it cost them to make it, it was quite a successful film. Fantastic film. Uh, and it's a really great film. Yep. Now, obviously, off the back of that, studios are wanting to make a sequel because it was a financially successful film. The horror genre is always known for multiple sequels on everything. Yep. So you know that you're pretty much got guaranteed bank for quite a while. Oh, people love that shit. People love blood, man. Yeah, well, the saw franchise is a prime example of that. Have you I haven't seen the new one. No, Jigsaw? a friend is it Jigsaw? Spiral. Spiral. A friend of mine <laughs> saw it the other day and he was telling me about it and um 
Yeah, it was John No, it wasn't John Jono wouldn't watch Spiral. <laughs> I thought that's which isn't there someone who loves like Johnny horror Rourke movie? loves a good horror movie. Yeah, Johnny Rourke. Yeah, yeah he does. He loves. I was like, it. man, that's really random that John <laughs> John Rourke likes freaking horror films, man. <laughs> I was like, shit, that's hard. Yeah, I never it, thought that. It's surprising, um, but so this film basically after the success of Dawn of the Dead, yep, studio starts talking to Snyder about would you make another one. Mm-hmm. Snyder starts developing a story of where we could go. And his, with the release of Dawn of the Dead, there was so much talk about the fact that this is a remake or a reimagining of George A. Romero's film. So people just expected that Snyder would then go and remake versions of Romero films. And he really wanted to get away from that. So he starts trying to come up with an idea that is totally different to the Romero. Like, and fair enough. Like, if you've been oh, asked no, I to, agree, to I agree. run with it. I'm just laughing at one of the ideas and I just go, yeah, that's so fucking Snyder. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get there, I just like that. It's so purely Snyder. So he starts developing a story around this and working on uh, working with some people on a script. He basically does a treatment. But while this is happening, starts he's already started developing 300. Yeah, for Warner Brothers. Um, so, three hundred is getting released in two thousand and seven, and in March two thousand and seven, Variety announced that Warner Brothers will be moving forward with the sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Now, um, the sequel was to, be, was to be called Army of the Dead, and it was based on a story written by Snyder, and the screenplay is it was just Snyder or his well, wife? the screen no, his wife hadn't had an input on that okay. section. Um, it was to be written by a man named Joby Harold. Now, Harold had a film come. Joby Harold. Yeah. <laughs> um, it could be Yobi. Oh, it could be Yobi. Yobi. Yeah, it could be Yobi. Um, it could be Harry B. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but Harold actually had a film released in 2007 he'd written and directed starring Hayden Christensen called Awake. Uh, also oh, starred where Jessica he's Alba yes, during yes, surgery. Damn. Um, and this was starting to get a bit of buzz. Yeah. And so they asked him to come on board to write it. He also um, was uh, working on an adaptation of Frank Miller's Ronan ah. uh, to write that as well. So he was seen as a new sort of it writer at the time. Cool. So it s- starts working with Snyder. Now, since then, Harold's actually written King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword for Guy Ritchie. Oh, really? And he's got some very big projects being filmed I've at the moment. I've got to watch that again. I... I watched it recently and it was know, good yeah. fun. You I love like it. it. You love it. Um, he's got two projects which are in production right now that he's written as well, which is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, wow. The seventh one. Can't wait for that. And Is that Bay? No, Bay's not in on this one. I think it's the... Ooh, I can't remember who the director is. Damn, I love Bumblebee though. Uh, Bumblebee was great. It's a fantastic... And I say that Bumblebee with was no great. sarcasm, man. I well, love that film. I think they're taking what Bumblebee did and making it a period piece. So it's set in the 90s, the next Transformers. Oh, is it? And oh, supposedly okay. it's going to start telling the Beast Wars story. Ah, Grimlock. Yeah, so um, <laughs> the other project Harold's written is just a little television series in production at the moment called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, 
really? Yeah. So oh. he, he's obviously not a slouch. He's a oh wow. He, he he's a Disney robot now. <laughs> so awesome. Um, he's a Marvelite. The idea around the film that they talked about in March 20, 2007 was that Army of the Dead would be about a father who must enter Las Vegas to save his daughter from imminent death in a zombie infested world. Um, the idea was that Las Vegas had become overrun and was a quarantine zone that he would cool. need to come in to save his daughter. Um, it would be seen as a spiritual successor, not a sequel. <laughs> so the idea was that they were creating a new world that if they wanted to play in, yeah. they could. And they weren't held to the Romero yeah. sort of boundaries. Um, so it was also really widely assumed that Snyder would be the one directing the film. Yeah. Which no one had announced at that point. Um, so in November 2007, Harold's Awake is released. And while doing the press rounds, he was actually asked where the project was at, what it was like working with Snyder, mm. and if there was any more details. And I found a cool little interview which he sort of says, uh, he says, it was based on an original idea by Zach, which was definitely a very fun idea for a movie. We all met up and seemed to be on the same page and had a terrific time writing that. I'm in the middle of the contract still. So um, he's already been announced as a writer months earlier, yeah. almost a year earlier. So I wonder if at one point my assumption would be maybe Harold was tapped to potentially direct it. Yeah, that's plausible. Sounds um, like it. And so he said, we haven't completed all the steps, but the studio loved the first draft, draft and Zach seems to be pleased. That couldn't have been a better experience. Zach and all those guys are really salt of the earth people who definitely understand what good movies are all about and what the audience wants. And it was just a tremendous experience. So high praise for Snyder. That is high praise. Um, and then he talks a bit more and he says, it's not a sequel, it's its own being, its own film. Um I think what Zach wanted to do was make the ultimate zombie movie. If you could do anything, what would be the epic be-all and end-all of zombie films, which is a hell of a challenge but exciting to do. We took it to the next level. I'm extremely pleased with it, and we'll get to that next level in a minute, Craig. <laughs> um, it's definitely not there. It's crazy, and much like Awake, it's not just a straight-up genre film. There's a lot of action elements. There's a lot of horror elements. It's just not your traditional everyday zombie movie. We really take it and run with it. So, in true Snyder, yeah. sort of Snyder world, he's taking an idea and just making it as big, big and ballsy. And wild, yeah. It? So, uh, in 2008, June 2008, it gets announced that a Dutch commercial director, uh, Mathis van Heining. Uh, Heiningen Jr. would be it's a hard <laughs> I struggled when we did the Dawn of the Dead yeah. one as well um, would be directing the film as his feature debut so he'd done some commercial work and three months before they were about to film Army of the Dead the global financial crisis struck wow this is how far back it was yeah Damn. yeah yeah it's crazy isn't it it's, yeah. a, it's a long time coming um, and the project actually got shelved as a result of the global financial crisis. Now, we've got to remember also in 2007 was the writer's strike, so it's also ah, gone through okay, that yeah. as well. Um, so the project's put on hold, and, and Van Heiningen goes on to develop and direct the Thing remake oh, as his he? debut film. Everyone said that was good. It was fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, was it Elizabeth Olsen in that film? No. Um, oh, what's no, her Charlotte. name? Oh, no, what are we talking about? Edgerton's in there. Edgerton, uh, yeah. Mary Wine. Um, Win uh, Winstead. Yeah, is Mary in there. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, 
She's yeah. amazing in it. Sorry, I got her name terribly wrong. But during the press for the press for the thing uh, in 2011, he was asked where the project was at, and he explained that he really hoped the project would end up being revived so he yeah. could still make it. He still had hope that he was going to uh, make it. Then he offered up some more details of the plot, saying that uh, it's about Vegas had been taken over by zombies and they built a sort of Berlin Wall around it and people go in and they try to steal money from the vaults. Cool. We're seeing yeah. pretty much very echoing what we get. It's a good story, so maybe that, but I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Was where he's at. So you sort of sounds like not a lot to go on. Typical Snyder soundbite, yeah. Um, Now, but this was uh, Van Heiningen sort of saying this stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So during the press rounds, uh, Van Heiningen also gave more details, stating the film was, um, and he was very hesitant to share this detail, but that the film was going to be the most bonkers zombie film anyone would ever see. And the reason was, and just a bit of a trigger warning for anyone, but during the film, male zombies would rape human females. Christ. And they would end up having human human hybrid baby zombie offsprings. Basically, and I was contemplating this a little bit in the car driving here today, uh, back from work, and I actually wondered... Because we'll get to it a bit later. Yeah. There's a somewhat intelligence to the zombies in this film. Yeah, there is. In an in a dog fashion. Yeah. A little bit higher, yeah. Um, and so when we start thinking about the alpha zombies yeah. that are in this film, um, you could start wondering, well, how did they get there? Like there's still quite a lot of mystery around how they became those alphas. Yeah. Um, we could deduce that potentially the Alpha was a military creation. Yeah. Uh, because there's the opening of Army of the Dead where you see yeah. the, the the crash and all that sort of stuff. Um, but how did they get created? Was it manufactured? Was it an evolutionary People thing? People say UFOs. UFOs, really? Because at the start you see two UFOs in the sky. Legit. No shit. Yeah, because it's oh. Area 51 they come out of. That's true. So they're saying they're like aliens. People the zombies say, are aliens. And then there's the whole robot zombie. Yeah, that's a fucking. Whole I've got story. that down yeah, the to talk world. about later. The whole world. I've got that to talk about later. So um, you could imagine in today's sort of world, yeah, the idea of like zombies. I don't know, but having sex it, with humans. It seems such a weird, but it seems so apt, like. Snyder thing like how do we make these zombies crazy let's make them fuck <laughs> you know totally. what I mean and you're just like Ugh. it's like that uh, young Snyder yeah the more Michael Bay Snyder yeah yeah it's that it is that there's that there's that it's almost like Michael Bay has an unhealthy hold over like a lot of Zack Snyder <laughs> yeah. you know it's like those early Snyders oh it is it's like he has um, Snyder has Bay on one shoulder and friggin' um, Tarsum Singh on the other. <laughs> you know? And they're constantly fucking dragging this poor little kid around. Yep. Going, and Snyder just wants his own vision, but friggin' Bay's just grabbing him on the dick going, man, <laughs> let their dicks work. Let their dicks work. Oh, my gosh. So good, oh, See, it is. That's friggin' horrible. Um, so, in 2012, the film's actually announced as being dead. Good. Um, it's not going to happen. And so that was around February. 
Now, the reason that it was cancelled was because of the uh, cost that was actually associated. They tried really hard to make it work. But they were quite adamant they wanted to film in Las Vegas for the film. And that cost was just too high to film in Vegas. Led to them cancelling it. Now, um, Legendary Entertainment actually tried to revive it and make the project their own. But again, cost reasons, they just couldn't make it happen. So... Nothing really happened. That was like a one of those sort of what could have been pro- projects. Well, there's an Lost easy way to, to get you could have cut the budget easily. I just realized. Just make the background blurry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just make the background blurry. That's just my idea. Now I don't know whether they should run with that, but just make the background blurry. Could be fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Craig. You see? Actually, you it's see really, it? Did you see that one, Craig? We'll, we'll get there in a minute, Craig, because I've got something to talk about right, on cool. that too. But um, So there was actually no word on what was going on. At this stage, Snyder's gone on and he's made Watchmen. He's yeah. made... So Snyder's getting huge. Yeah, huge. he's really big. Moving on to Man of Steel. Um, you know, we're talking 2012. He's really peak Snydering at yeah. the moment. Um, so really for him, the idea of returning to that world probably is not even a thought. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe a one well, day I might. This would be, especially if you're talking Man of Steel, this, these Warner Brothers have locked him in. Yes. Like he's joining that universe, which yep. is admittedly a lot more um, tantalizing universe than the zombie one is. Yes, totally. And... Budget, technology, exactly. talent, all that. At the that. time, you're, and the, uh, you're riding a wave yeah, of them. Big time. And so, obviously, we get to sort of that 2017 time where uh, Justice League happens. Yep. Snyder has found themselves sort of in this position where they're not making any films. Um, there was tragedy. As we learnt, there was a bit of betrayal in there. Um, and so, we start getting the momentum Sort of 2019-ish, 2018, 2019-ish starts the release of Snyder Cut and there's real momentum in 2019 leading to 2020 when we start hearing news that it might happen. Um, So in 2019, Netflix approach Snyder. Good old Netflix. And start talking about distribution rights to what he might work on next. That was an untitled zombie heist film. Oh, very much so. He is attached to direct. And um, we're talking about, uh, I think it was about January 2019, um, that it was sort of talked about in a Hollywood Reporter um, article yep. that he would make the film with a rumoured $90 million production budget. Dang. That is huge, isn't it? Um, Snyder then is approached about it. And they were aiming to start filming in 2019. Uh, Snyder stated that he thought it was a really good sort of palate cleanser after all the Justice League stuff going on and a way to really get back into his his roots and really get passionate again, you know. Um, So they'd sort of approached that past script written by Joby Harold. Yep. And Snyder decides he's going to rework the script a bit. So the project takes a bit longer than he thought. Um, So... They really were strict. Warner Brothers were supposedly really strict on their budget originally. Netflix just basically gave him this creative freedom to run with it. Um, And Snyder actually made a crazy decision 
in this, which is this is the first film where he is the cinematographer. Yes. Now, he's done a lot of work. His visual styling has been very present from, I'd say, 300. Yeah. is a very distinct Snyder oh, look. Snyder is one, is one director you can never accuse him of not being... Snyder. Yeah. You know, I mean, he has a beautiful signature across all these films, whether you like the film or not. Totally. Um, And I don't know about you, but like there's parts of this film where it doesn't feel like a Snyder film, I think, because of the visuals. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's weird because... I think he needed... Yeah, which I guess we'll go into more later, but I think he needed someone to say... Did it? Do you know? What, I, I. But supposedly he used, uh, which you'll probably say, he probably he used the same camera that he filmed for the dream sequences in. He brought it over from in Batman vs Superman. No, no, in Justice League. Oh, okay. So well, the sequences at the end are all back blur as well. I, I, I tell you what, I loved in it, and this is what really made me think. The moments that I went, oh, maybe, maybe we talked Man of Steel. There was that sort of sequence where you're seeing a young Clark Kent and there's those beautiful like um, golden hour shots of the red cape sort of tied to him and it's flapping in the wind and all those very visual moments that were quite a we talked about them being a level up for Snyder yeah they're very they're Americana but also superhero yeah and I think when I watched this film I actually realised that was the direction that Snyder probably would have taken his Batman vs Superman and his Justice League, and we didn't, we possibly weren't allowed for it to get there yeah. by studios. So there are moments in Army of the Dead that I go, oh, I see where his step from Man of Steel to here is visually. Yeah. Um. So, but then other times, like the blurry background, all the time, all the time. To the point where it just shits you to tears. The first times, though... No, no, the first times are really, really amazing. Like, they're actually innovative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, when you first see, obviously, the queen the queen zombie and stuff like that, yep. and you see those things, and you see them with the blur background, but it, it brings your attention to that it's zombie. It's only her. Yeah, exactly, where... You know, if you if you were in Vegas, you know your your attention could go everywhere. Yeah. But because of that blur background, it actually focuses you in the film. Yeah. But then it gets fucking shitty. It, well, it gets it gets frustrating when they're shots that you need clarity across <laughs> all members of the party. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, so and and we're I in think a safe. Why does it need to be a blurred background? <laughs> and and things like when you get that zombie tiger walk in. Which was really fun. Like yeah, it was fun, it, and that's crazy to me. I'm like, yeah, that's good crazy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, especially when they talk about Siegfried and Roy's, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. But that is so clear and crisp, Beautiful. the digital on that, that then the blurry background is like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, eh. yeah. So it's a, it's it's an interesting visual choice. Now, supposedly, supposedly, uh, head of Netflix original films, which is Scott Stuber now. Um, met with Snyder around a few scripts ideas that yeah. he had to work on and basically said, got this idea for Army of the Dead and Stuber just goes, go home, write that movie and we'll start filming it next week. 
like just his <laughs> idea he loves so much. So they start casting and um, they really wanted Dave Bautista to be a part of this film. Yeah. Uh, he actually was not interested yeah. in 2019. He was really wanting to be less of that comedic sidekicky guy yeah. and have more serious films. More Blade Runner. Yeah, and yeah. he was fantastic in Blade Runner. He was. Um, and I can't wait to see him in Dune. Uh, oh, he, yeah. And Raban, man, he'll be fucking so mad. Raban's such a hardcore character. So, um, and they really, he had a choice, which was, he'd actually been asked to be part of James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. So his decision was Suicide Squad, sticking with Gunn or go with Snyder. Um, obviously, there was a bit of Marvel stuff going on around the time with James yep. Gunn that he was very outspoken against the way Gunn was treated. So he made the call to go off and actually got convinced to go do uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah, he's, his next um, Guardians is his last one. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll see what he does. But he has been, uh, post-release of this film, he has been very high in praising working with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, so basically, they start casting. They release the entire cast sort of around July 2019. The cast is r- rounded out, and the cast all head off to Zombie Boot Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, Americans call it Florida, <laughs> <laughs> but basically they're they're learning how to handle guns, work as a team because they need to look like a cohesive this unit. Florida, in this film. <laughs> it's Florida. <laughs> um, so I love that. Um, that yeah, they they go off to zombie boot camp. Now they start filming in July 2019 in New Mexico. Yep. Obviously, thought, well, we don't need to film in Las Vegas. It's a bit too expensive. Yes. So they go off and film. Now, um, the film gets made, and in August 2020, the film concludes um, Raps filming. Now, they'd actually had a comedian in the film. His name was uh, Chris Chris DeLeo. Yep. And uh, there was a sexual misconduct. um, Several that was brought to light around uh, the comedian. And Snyder actually made a really ballsy decision. Hardcore. uh, Which is, Snyder decided, well, I'm not going to stand for this. So they completely removed the actor out of the film. Yeah. And they hired Tig Nataro. Is it Nataro's hand? Yeah, Tig Nataro. Yeah, Yeah, Tig Nataro's hired and they digitally put Nataro into the film. And thank fuck for a blurry background or you'd see that. <laughs> it's so true, Craig. <laughs> I've got to say, though, I didn't think the green screen technology was as bad as some people had said it was. Oh, it's not that bad. Like, seriously, it's it's bad if you're looking for it. Yeah. Um, it's not distracting bad. Not as distracting as the fact that every background is fucking blurry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the reshoots were taking place during COVID-19. So yeah. in the height of the pandemic. So there's actually some really great photos. Craig sent me one today, yeah. which is amazing, which is uh, Natara is literally just standing in front of a green screen holding a gun mm. and with some very but comfy Batista sounds. still has a meta. No, no. Like it is incredible to think. I think there's only one cast member, if I remember rightly. I wrote it down here somewhere. Actually, let me have a quick look. Um uh, Regera was the only uh, cast member. Who that? Um, which is 
Brothers. I wish Ooh. I'd written this better. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. I'm being so racist in my mind right now. I'm thinking, oh man, there's like three, or four characters <laughs> who could be a Regira. So, oh, it's the um, the girl that Batista meets at the mechanics. That they've worked together. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The, his love interest. Yeah, yeah. Yes. His love interest. Who gets um, a fucking neck snapped. Oh, doesn't she? Oh my that grossness, man. Vintage Snyder. That's wasn't beautiful. It? I love shit like that. Like I like shit like that. That's like that's to me is when you're going balls to the wall. I'm thinking, yeah, that's balls to the wall. Especially to kill the love interest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, a very shoehorned love interest. But yeah, but love interest. I, all I appreciate the same. it. So the film is actually um, all done. The <laughs> The, the reshoots are reportedly have costed a, a couple million dollars, is what Snyder says. A couple million. <laughs> a couple million. Um, but during this time, Snyder's also working on the post-production of his cut of Justice League. Yeah. So you can imagine he's quite busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, working this. And so the film is then released in, um, in May 2021. Yeah. Two months after... Justice League is released. They actually were getting some good reviews for the film and decided to do a cinematic release. Oh, did they? So it released a week before it was released on Netflix, uh, which was 14 May. Great day, 14 May. Mm-hmm. Birthday of it. Robert Zemeckis uh, and uh, someone else. <laughs> um So they actually released it in cinemas on the 14th of May and a week later on Netflix. It took awesome. about a million dollars, obviously. That's um, pretty good. During a pandemic. That's good COVID pretty money. Pretty good COVID money. So um, the film's released. And actually, after its release on um, Netflix, yeah, it was one of the most, I think it was like, oh, maybe it was four weeks at the top of the most watched movie. Awesome. Um, it's pretty crazy considering how much it's like. Uh, 72 million viewers in its first four weeks. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Definitely. Now, they have then gone on to announce that they're going to have a whole universe that this is based within yeah. uh there's going to be two prequels a film which is called army of thieves yep. and an anime series uh i also heard that there was a comic like graphic getting novel a little bit weird on that you know are they going like they tried to do this with the matrix yeah they did and it wasn't a huge yeah, success was it exactly no the i think it was animatrix Anim- oh yes, that's right. The Animatrix. Yes, that's right. I, I would happily go back and revisit that because I think in a world, if done correctly, have you watched the second season of Love Robots Death? Yes, I have. So good. Craig. Oh man, they're 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 a pretty damn good series. In some like the first one was a, the first series was a lot more hardcore. Yeah, it it was toned down for the second. Yeah, series. you could tell. I actually, I, I watched it and I was like just waiting because you need know, to get the warning at the start yeah. of what it is, and I was like, like almost like you were just anticipating that hardcore one. There was that beautiful. The I think it might even be the very first episode of the first season, which was the alien one, which was like photo realistic, and when. It was almost like a xenomorph was attacking them. Um, oh, really? And it was so well done. And then you had that crazy, like, they t- find the portal to hell. Which one is this? this is In a- the first season. Oh, first season, yeah. My favorite was Into the Aquila Rift. Yeah, and that's the that's the one where they basically go yeah. to hell, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, no, you find, yeah, you find out that um, she's like the, it's, it's, she traps. Oh, people. that was a sick yeah, one. Yeah, it's where they might, but she's actually like a spider who 
freaking feeding on them and shit yeah. like that. Ha, so good. Ha, so good. The second season with the um with the Santa Claus. Yep. That's mad. The Santa Claus was a good it's one, wasn't it? Mad. Um, so I could see that sort of approach working yeah. for something like this. Yeah. If they were little like 10-minute short films, six-minute short films. doesn't always there. have to be exactly with the characters, but just one that links to Even yeah. like, you know, Love uh, Love Robot's Death showed that you could have like this very Japanese hand-drawn animation yeah. style that works and then this really obscure sort of 3D animation. You can even have, was, yeah, you can even have a little live action shot. So remember remember that one with... Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was season. hardcore. The month. No, but in the first season, remember there's actually... Remember there's that um, civilization inside the freezer? Oh, yeah. And it had um, oh, the guy from that 70s show in it. Yep. Top yeah. of Grace. Yeah, and I think Mary Elizabeth Winston. It was. Yeah. It's all coming yeah. around. Woo. It's all coming around. So, Craig, the film, that's it. It's Journey to Screen. Do you want to hear what's released in 2021? No, oh, yeah, yeah. We've done this a few times this season Jeez, already. Yeah, There's wow. been lots of projects come out this year. Uh, the number one film so far as of June 2021 is a film called Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Now, you can go back and listen to other episodes where we wrap up what those films are actually about. There's a lot of things from the Chinese market here. The number two film worldwide at the moment for $700 million is Detective Chinatown 3. I love it, Detective (laughs) It's a cracking series. It's a cracking series, Uh, Detective Chinatown. Uh, The number three film surprised me a little is actually Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, wow. Worldwide. Awesome. Uh, here's one that surprised me as well because it only released this week in Australia. Is Fast and Furious 9 is at number four. Oh, is that how? Yeah, it came out Thursday. Oh, yeah. wow. Have you seen it? Not yet. I oh, want okay. to. I know you do. I'm looking forward to it. It's actually my <laughs> you're on school holidays celebration. Oh, cool. Go for it, mate. Go for uh, it. Enjoy yourself. A film I adored was at number five, A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, still haven't seen it. Has taken two hundred and twenty-two million dollars. That's really good. I go Krasinski. Yeah, go Krasinski, man. Love it. Now, number Get s- to that Fantastic Four script. That's right. That's right. I actually made that claim today at school. People didn't couldn't believe that Jim from the Office would direct a Fantastic Four. Yes, he could. <laughs> um, number six, I haven't heard too much about. It's called Cliff Walkers. It's a Chinese film. Oh wow. Uh, number nine is Cruella. Oh really? Yeah. That's good. Good on you, so Emma. Surprising. Um, number eight, A Rider's Odyssey. We've talked about that one. Yep. Number nine, The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Ooh, that damn devil. He made you do a lot of things. <laughs> number ten. <laughs> That's my potato buzz. Is a film called like, Sister. You Brad suddenly Pitt. became Brad, Creole. No, Brad, Brad Pitt out of friggin'. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. No, Brad Pitt out of um, I Meet Joe Black. <laughs> you got to count down there, nigga. Girl. You would be no new, but then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> guy had a fucking water boy. Um, and he imagined him there. <laughs> <laughs> um, water boy, oh my God. Oh, Isn't there lovely. a film that could never be made these days? Oh, I fucking love water It would boy. get shut down oh, so hard. Now, um, <laughs> 2021 has been a crazy year for film. James Cameron was not happy at the fact that his film (laughs) did not stay as the number one worldwide grossing film and jumped on the global pandemic and re-released Avatar (laughs) in China, to which it made a lot of money and is back at the number one film. Wow. 
Now, I'm just going to jump through a few other films that have been released. Ryan the Last Dragon was released. Mortal Kombat. Um, I haven't seen it, Mortal Kombat. I haven't seen Mortal Kombat either. Tom and Jerry was released. Don't want to see um, that. Nobody looked quite cool. Yeah. Um, Wrath of Man, I really wanted to see. I really I'll have to it. wait till that comes out. Spiral. Oh, it's out. It's out. You can rent it. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, I so think it got good. released the same. Like, it's actually rental. Uh, um, also released was Nomadland. Um, that's on Disney Plus. That's on Disney Plus. Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Minari was released. Um, there's a crazy looking Nicolas Cage film called Willy's Wonderland oh, that I'm yes. really interested to see. Uh, Cherry from you the Russo see his Brothers. Latest film. What it's is called it? Pig. Don't. What? What is this? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not fucking here. You give me a look like you don't believe me. You, all I do, seriously, mate, I love watching every trailer that's ever been around. That's, <laughs> that's kind of really So Nicholas Cage has a new film. So he's a, oh, he's, a, he's an ex-Michelin um, star chef who now lives out in the woods. He's like, he's freaking like, he looks like a homeless dude and stuff like that. All he does is, um, all he does is share his time with his truffle pig. <laughs> then someone kidnaps his truffle pig. Oh, no. How he, will he get truffles? Oh, and he goes on a wild revenge trip to find his truffle pig. <laughs> is he this has John to go, Wick with a pig? He, it is. He has to go back <laughs> into the restaurant world. Oh, to his dear. Because, you know, because obviously people are still on truffle pigs and not worried about pork. Yeah, and so fucking... <laughs> So he needs to go back into the restaurant. Well, this is all in a trailer to track down the 20, person who stole his truffle pig. 27-minute trailer. Pig. That's all it's called. Pig. pig. Thank you, Nicolas Cage. Don't ever change. Man, don't ever change. Don't go, go changing. Um, also released was Coming to America, the sequel. Oh, cool. Still haven't seen it. Me either. Boss level. We had a great time talking oh, that love film. It. Love it. Um, here's one Craig was stoked about. Love Cosmic Sin. Cosmic Sin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bruce Willis movie. God. Looks terrible. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We talked about that. It was great. Um, the Unholy was released. And look, there's a lot of films still to come. It's been a funny sort of start of the year. I've noticed that, I don't know if you've noticed it, Craig, but it's like when a big film's released, they're really steering clear of releasing anything for at least two or three weeks. Yeah. So there's quite a delay in things. So we've got a lot of films on the way. Yeah. I think quite Black placeful. Widow. Black Widow's in a fortnight. Um, and then we start getting into the big ones later in the year. There's a new um, James Bond to come. Yes. Interesting to see if the Amazon deal that happened in the last fortnight has going to play out. I don't think that would have affected. Dune. Dune's coming. There, there really is some really huge films to come yes i'm so excited for the second half of this year yeah me too i think there's some um fantastic films that didn't get released last year that are, are to come i'm just running through to see what there is actually on its way to to drop i've just done a quick little google as while we're talking craig we got black widow black widow. Um, there's a new space jam coming yes god oh. seen the lebron james freaking shit everywhere now there is a film called Pig coming. <laughs> I told you, man. I'm not joking. Uh, Snake Eyes, the new G.I. Joe film. Looks pretty coming. good. Looks pretty good. It I does. like it. It's got um, uh, Samara, Samara Weaving's Weaving. in there. And the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. And the gentleman. 
Jungle Cruise, got a, a film starring Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Looks, looks charming. Wacky. Looks wacky. Looks like a Pirates oh, of the Caribbean like on yeah, a does Jungle do, Cruise. It does have that, doesn't but it? But I think they're, they're both Disney rides, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so they, they definitely are. Uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad's to come. Trailer got dropped today for the last look. Is it fun? Fucking hard. I can't wait. Uh, Free Guy looks a heck of a lot of fun. Can't wait. Uh, we've also got... Uh, what are the, the Candyman reboots coming? Oh wow, that's been there for ages. They released yep. a trailer. Oh poor bug. I feel sorry for a lot of these guys, man. They just must be just hanging, waiting, teetering, and waiting, man. just yep. teetering. Uh, we've got Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Whoa, whoa. that looks fantastic. Watch, uh, I've been watching his original show. It's a Canadian show called Kim's Convenience. Oh, is it good? <laughs> Some bits are fucking hilarious. I watched. A couple episodes when I flew one time, mm. and I was just like, there was nothing else to watch, yeah. so I watched it. It's funny. It's like, funny. It's funny. It's yeah. It's it's not one that's going to grab your attention straight away, but it's actually quite good. Cool. Kim's convenience. Um, also to come, we've got a new Venom movie. I don't know what to make of that. The looks trailer like a piece was of shit, but I'm going to have to watch it because my son loves it. Uh, do, as Craig mentioned, Dune's on the way. <sighs> I can't. I, I would give up most movies to watch that movie. Hundred uh, percent. A movie I'd give up most movies for is No Time to Die. I'm really excited. The new Bond. Uh, <laughs> there's also so beautiful. You loved it. <laughs> last night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright's new film. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for that. The that last, looks fucking freaky. It looks so good, doesn't freaky. it? Freaky. Uh, the Last Jewel is on its way. Ridley Scott directing Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. The Last Jewel. Um, oh, Jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Jewel. 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 Uh, the next in the new Halloween. Yeah, films. I never. I have never watched any Halloween films. Oh, I actually. I'm. I'm quite. Is it Rob Zombie? No, no. Halloween is uh, the David Gordon Green and Danny McBride wrote them. Ah, They're yes. great. Oh, Fantastic, cool, cool, Craig. Cool. Um, cool, cool. Also in there is we've got Eternals coming. Yeah. We've got Ghostbusters Afterlife. Eternals is coming like November Top Gun 8th. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. There's so much good stuff to come. West Side Story looks amazing. There's a new Spider-Man. There's a new Matrix film. There's, damn, damn, damn it, damn. There's so much to come. There's a new Kingsman film. That looks good. So looks there good. is so much on its way. So, Craig, now, I don't know. I'm guessing most of our listeners have probably had a little look at Army of the Dead. Just tried to see if it's for them. If they've listened to the Snyder season, they've probably had a watch of Army of the Dead. But for those who don't have a clue what Army of the Dead is, might need a little refresher. Let's just take a moment and let's just hear about it. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas... A group of mercenaries venture into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Today, we talk about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So good, Craig. Now, um, I love to ask this question. We know that this is a brand new film, so obviously neither of us had seen it before. Mm -hmm. But I guess going into watching a movie that we know its roots are, you know, almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. uh, What do you expect? I was pumped. It's so good. pumped. <laughs> oh man, seriously. And the fact that um the trailers. Yeah. And then they release the first ten minutes. Yeah. And that first ten minutes blows your mind. Doesn't man. he know how to open a blows film? Blows your mind. And I was just I watched the first ten minutes and I was like, I cannot wait to watch this movie with Dave Batista against Fucking zombie um, <laughs> tigers and yep. 
Alphas and friggin' just Dave Batista gets everything. Yeah. It's yeah. So pumped. good. Heaps pumped. I think Heaps that, pumped. that first trailer, which played a bit like a Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, very neon y, uh, very connected to the soundtrack that was playing. Again, Snyder is so great at his musical choices, yes. um, which is strange because he wasn't particularly a music video director, but he yeah. does so well in it. He does. Um, but that first trailer, I was like, I was actually, I don't know. Hey, I say this a lot. I, I definitely didn't get what I thought I was going to get in the film, mm-hmm. which I think I expected it to be sort of funner. Mm-hmm. And so I guess for me, the tone was sort of different from the trailer to what we get in the film. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But then it sort of makes like your Tignatero character, <laughs> you know, that is quite obviously there for comic relief. And she, she, you can tell Tignatero has good comic sensibilities. Very much so. Mm. And the dryness should be a really, you know, amongst all this madness going on, yeah. Natero is constantly dropping these flat one-liners that should be quite comical, but I actually didn't find them very funny. Does that make sense? That makes sense. It makes sense. So uh, I guess that trailer with all the um, colourful and the sort of, it was like, you know, the boom, boom, boom all going on. It just, it really, yeah, I guess what I probably wasn't expecting as much is it to be more Dawn of the Dead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like true. It, it's It's very clearly a sister film to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And... I think I forgot that there was a level of tongue-in-cheekness to that film that Snyder brought that we didn't get to see so much in his later films. You know, if you think about Justice League, it's quite a serious superhero film. Yeah, it's a serious take on all of them. So um, because of that, the moments of humour sort of take me by surprise. Yeah. That said, the safe cracker I found very hilarious. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, especially that moment. And he's part of the prequel series. Oh, is he? They're, they're going to do a prequel movie about him. Oh, would Weird. he be in the Thieves I, one? Because yeah, he's the possibly, safe cracker. Ah, yeah. uh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I know. Weird. Do, Weird. I heard a rumor too that he was the second choice for, um, I think, Batman if they didn't get Affleck. Oh, shit. Seriously? Yeah, something crazy like for that. Affleck. It's... um. Oh, I'm going to look it up right now because I don't want to sell Go, look at that. Up. But I'm sure that he was going to be the he was going to take a major role in the Justice League films. Oh wow! If he if he didn't, um, yeah, if they couldn't get uh, Affleck, which is which is pretty crazy because I totally couldn't picture him being that. Um, just talk for a bit, Craig, so I don't have all this. Dead yeah, yeah, space. no, no, definitely, definitely, but um. I understand that. Look, what I expect and what I got was a very different kettle of fish. You know yes. what I mean? Like, talk that through. Look, I'll me. be very honest, um, and everyone's going to go, oh, Craig just hates Snyder. I did not like this film. Interesting. <laughs> I did not like the film, man. It, it, it wasn't, I agree with you. It's for something that, you know, like the fact that you put it in Vegas. Yeah. Um, means that it should be wild and fun. Yes. And it wasn't wild and fun. 
You know what I mean? Like, yes, if you wanted to do a serious one, but there were just some bits in it that were just, oh, look, I'll be honest, and, and I don't like admitting this, but I didn't watch the whole film. Whoa. I skipped some scenes. You did I was skipping. bored shitless, man. This. I just wanted it to end. I wanted it to end. Um, it was just some bits, like little bits, like nothing stupid. Like, yes, I skipped. Uh, I, I just did like a slow forward through um, when they're shooting their way out through the gaming machines. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that where I'm just like, oh, fuck, can we just get to the end? Yes, yes, I know, mate. You're going to friggin'. You get a double crosser, but guess what? You're gonna die a horrible fucking death. Everyone <laughs> goes big. But yep. then, and and then the whole sequence where they basically, where um, the stupid daughter runs yeah. off, runs off to save someone who she's met fucking once, gets everyone else killed. Yeah, and she says initially she doesn't actually save anybody. She doesn't save anybody apart from herself. <laughs> and and so you're just like, well, that's just fucked. <laughs> and it is funny, like, I, I totally get what you mean. There are moments in this film that the space that's in it is actually like, it feels like, we've talked about it before, sometimes when a director is given too much freedom, yeah, that their decisions are just not challenged enough. And I yeah. think this actually is a film. Their brain's not challenged enough. Well, Dawn of the Dead was so great because the budget got slashed for that film. Yeah. Uh, Snyder had to make this tight, punchy film yeah. that just drives you the whole time. Yeah. Um, in this instance, it's almost like he's trying to make a Western. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And but that then pacing. he's trying to add this heart to it that yeah. just doesn't belong. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and Dave Bautista is always like just squinting at his daughter and, you know, just like, yeah. uh, I, you know, they don't have any chemistry whatsoever. It's really hard. Like, I, yeah. I totally get what you mean, Craig. Like, uh, there are some fantastic Snyder scenes. Very They're much. Fantastic. Like, obviously, like I said, the first 10 minutes is amazing. And you're just yeah. going, this movie is going to be a hell of a ride, man. Yes. And even the scary bits, like when they pick up the um, dude from Sons of Anarchy and, he, and he's in that middle and he's thrown into the pool and there's bones and shit everywhere. Yeah. And everyone's just growling and shit around. That's terrifying shit. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's throw him in a fucking room. I do have to say, for me as well, um, there was a moment where I was like, "What are these like Riddick zombies?" Because I could see glowing eyes occasionally. Yeah, they've all got these and, beautiful blue eyes, and they were like glowing in the dark. And I was like, "What is going on?" But then there's the moment later where someone like hits out at a, actually shoots one of them, and it bounces off their head, and you realise. They're part robot. There's a couple of robot zombies, and I guess so. Supposedly that gets explained. So that's going to come later in the like, world. Yes, is that's going to come later in the world. Uh, the see, the whole idea of robot zombies. It's it was such an odd thing because it is like this little moment where you go, "Did I just did I see that?" Yeah, there's weird but random shit. It's the done film. in ways at times, and again, this is where I think like a bit of restriction would have made this. You could still allude to these things happening. But not to the point where you're like, like for me as a viewer, and I usually pick up on things. Yeah. I was like, did I totally miss a scene in this? Like, oh. have I missed something along the way? Because it made me feel silly as a viewer. 
there's bits in this where I'm just like, I just want to miss scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to miss scenes. Um, I did have a moment though, like Craig and I both, uh, when I Am Legend was being made. Yes. And this is like, for me, this is a very I Am Legend take on the zombie. <sighs> there's another movie that just, Disappointing towards the end. Yeah, totally. I um, love the first probably hour and a bit. Yeah, it was Francis Lawrence is a good director. Fucking man. He can do well. Um but like the whole when you read the book, which totally is totally different, different to what the Will Smith film is. Would have been amazing to see the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Yeah. Like that, that was a huge plan for ages for I Am Legend. And I love in the book the idea that there's intelligence to the zombies yeah and the way that it plays out that they still have memories and they like and they just come to his house every night every and night fucking tease him yep totally because they know that he's in there yeah um and i love that and i sort of wish that there was more of that played out in army of the dead yeah because when we start seeing the alpha you know and the queen so you've got like your yeah but alpha who gives a shit about him hey but well, that's. But I w- I wanted to know why it was going on. Yeah. And I guess, I guess, if there is a world being created, unfortunately, um, and luckily for Snyder, he's working with Netflix, who are going to fund this no matter what. Yeah. You know, um, seventy-two million people watching it in the first four weeks. Well, then, you know, if you've spent ninety million dollars making a film, yeah, each that would have made that. Easily in ticket sales, you know. Um, but my problem is, is if this was a studio film and it didn't perform, there's a whole world that never got created and yeah. there's all these unanswered things that just leave people feeling sort of ticked off. But it, it's, I guess he probably was just in the mood for that because that's what the Justice League was. Yeah, that's true. All these little scenes where they just never ticked shit off. He just introduced and never ticked anything oh, off. Man, like if they didn't make another film, I would like hate this film for the fact that the robot ones are alluded to. Yeah, but it's never weird. there. That's what's so odd. It's it's, and I was very disappointed in that. Is like even the action sequences weren't that brutish as I wanted them to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I yeah. really wanted. Um, you know, like, I love some of the scenes. Like, I love where they're sending zombies down to um, to take out, to do all the booby traps. Yeah. That's hilarious. That was very funny. Then the whole movie there, um, they're teasing this friggin' saw. That oh, yeah, the, the dude with the saw. saw the, the dude with the saw. And all they use it is to cut open a friggin' uh, wall. Yeah. And that's it. You don't ever <laughs> see it into one zombie. Not one whatsoever. Yeah. Once again, I love the starting sequence. I love the sequence where you see, you know, that soccer mum who, who finds a daughter and, you know, yep. she becomes this hard ass. And, yep. and basically, you know, they never ju- make it towards the end there. And it's heartbreaking. And, you know, but then they're just just horrible sequences where you just like oh fuck love the blonde girl in it yeah she was awesome wasn't she was she? fantastic man I was Tough actually like uh, I could totally see her being like a great Sarah Connor style yeah, character yeah exactly very true man I think and that's what's so and that's what's so funny about Snyder's films is there there are key elements in the film in all these films that are just so right. Yeah. And then there are just some that are just like, oh, man, did you even put a little bit of thought into that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't think you kept, I think your 
you've created these amazing characters, but you haven't let the characters move the story. Instead, you've you've but you've done the story to move the characters. I think, and I love that we're sort of talking this way, Craig, because like if I was to then go back and rethink our thoughts through the Snyder season, and this memory is just coming to me now, is the film that we felt most disappointed with in his entire season was Sucker Punch. Yes. Uh, and we discovered that that was the only one that Snyder actually had written part of. Yeah. Or the majority of. Um, Visually fantastic. Visually fantastic. An ensemble cast that you just wanted uh, he'd balanced quite well. Yep. Um, and I think if I think now about Army of the Dead, Snyder's back writing. So suddenly we're like, oh, I just wish that there was this, 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 and this, um, which tells me that the writing wasn't up to snuff. Again, yeah. thinking about our Bigelow season, the moments where Bigelow felt weak were the moments where weaker writers were writing. Yeah, exactly. Um, which speaks volume for Bigelow's directing because they were still good films. Snyder's a good director, but when he's got weak material... There, it feels like there's no substance at all because it's literally just visually a, a treat, which, as you're talking about, not quite as visually a treat yeah. as past films. Well, not as quite a treat as his first 10 minutes. Very much so. You know what I mean? And that shouldn't be, you know, like obviously your first 10 minutes are meant to bring you into the film. Yeah. But you know the climaxes are meant to be huge. Yeah. You know, and the first 10 minutes pays this film that you just go, it's going to be fucking Enormous yes, man yes. This film's gonna be amazing They're gonna be running through the friggin uh, boulevards You know they're gonna go through Vegas yeah. It's just gonna be awesome No You're stuck in a safe In a lobby And then suddenly you're in another lobby And you're just like Oh and there's just Dirty faded stuff in the background Obviously yes Cause it's been a while since it's been But that's it And I, I like the idea of there being a nest I like the idea yeah. You know, like a hive that they're yeah. all in. Um, but again, that the stakes just weren't there enough And they're kidnapping the girls, so the zombies can bang? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he's so keeping kid, like them as prizes. Yeah, exactly. So obviously he's turning the guys yeah. into... He's the... I assume he's the military one at the start. Yeah. And he's turning... The guys into well, girls or whatever into alphas. Yeah, his queen is pregnant with a little baby. Yeah, he, that's right. Which he cuts out of her belly. Remember, and, and it didn't survive. And did it? Yeah, did it? Did not survive? Or did it someone made a little you? noise and then just sort of. <laughs> so, but yeah, I totally forgot that that element was in there, yeah. Craig, and the way it links to that idea. Yeah, and then suddenly, everyone dies. Except for the black guy who was bit. Yeah, and he's out and about afterwards. And he's out and about and he's going to get his revenge on. Yeah, which not going to be good. On, yeah, well, he's going up against Scorpion, so he won't do well. <laughs> Go over here! <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it really... What I hoped for was the moments that were great was we should have got like a Snyder's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was promised to be a heist film. Yeah. But 
it wasn't really they got to the safe so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we'd cut away. Yeah. So the heist itself was actually like And then some of these daughters like, I'm gonna run away. Yeah. Even though the whole place is and or, or 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 the zombies that have dried out. Yes. Then that's it. Oh yeah, these zombies dry out. You don't want to see them when it rains. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do." <laughs> well, <laughs> nah, and wouldn't that obviously. be like an awesome part? Again, they're probably setting up another film. Yeah, obviously, yeah. You know, but like, don't allude to things. Give me something incredible at the start, so then the world is incredible. You I know, love the walking through the hibernated zombies. Yep. Um, you know, the one they're just walking through. And obviously that guy, you know, he's going to be a dickhead, you know. Yeah. He was obviously a dickhead. And yep. then everyone just goes, oh, look at her. Look, she's getting dragged away. Well, we better get going. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Boy, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, she's getting yep. dragged. She hasn't been bit yet, but hey, let's just watch her for a second. The other yeah, thing. Yeah, she's bit now. Yeah, we better go. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Shit. That's a shame. I wish I'd eaten some breakfast. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh look, some some um people some people's uniforms. Oh, it must be someone else here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, whoa. He double crossed us. He yeah, sent oh. people in before. Oh, then you find out, oh yeah, they didn't really want the money, you just wanted the head of the princess. Yeah. Oh, see, like and again. You go, Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Just <laughs> Like I, well, I look, and this is one guy. One other guy, I read this on a comment. A guy said, "Well, why don't they just go in there to get the head of the princess?" <laughs> you know, what's yeah. a billionaire want with um two hundred fifty million dollars in just? I'll give that's you, just the way you're trying to pay him. I'll give you two hundred fifty mil. Just get the head of the princess. Yeah, <laughs> actually, don't even get the head. Bring the whole fucking body. <laughs> just bring the whole <laughs> just body. Just catch it. Just catch a fucking thing. And bring the tiger as well. That'd be and interesting. Imagine the steak. Well, see, the tiger's so funny because it's cool. It is cool. And I guess this is a bit of a... But it's nothing. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is one of those things where um, I think we've got like... Um, Imagine a tiger chasing you through the hotel. Oh. <laughs> We've been fucking terrified. Like yeah. up those stairs and shit yeah. like that. Nah. Uh, not He's cool. on a car. <laughs> oh, Typical can... fucking cat. Just does jack shit the whole movie without <laughs> like, wandering and shit. The thing that really I want to know, right, and I guess this is the thing that really frustrates me about this film. Um, I don't, I didn't walk away from this going, this was an incredible film. No. I had a good time watching it. Yeah. Um, I watched it all. I didn't fast forward. Oh, but I didn't mean to, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, can we just get to the end? Um, there's moments like that that I call frat boy Snyder. Yeah. You know, which again... The He's opening, Michael Bay side. Yeah, and like the opening where the guy's getting the blowjob and that leads to the crash. Yeah. You know, it's like just things like that didn't even need to happen. Do you know no, what I mean? No. It's like you could have easily had... Again, it's playing on the idea, why do people go to Vegas for a wedding? All those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, they go to be wild. But let's, so, let's make it the most dullest fucking... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's more character... In that weird, random, friggin' um, regional shopping center of um, Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead. Dead. Yep. Then there is in all of Las Vegas. Yeah. In all of Las Vegas. Yeah. Did the hangover not teach us anything? <laughs> that the fucking, that Vegas itself is a character. Yeah. And, and I, look, I know they're trying to save money. 
Oh, but I think at this point, and again, we're coming from, if this is your first episode, we're coming from a place where this is Snyder's 10th film. Yep. We've not only watched all 10 of his films and analysed them. Yep. Including this one that we're in. Mm-hmm. But we've actually, Craig and I are fans of Snyder's. 10th so film, we've 100th watched, episode. We've watched 10th film, 100th episode. I like it. Thank you. Thank um, you. Put it it's on a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Ooh, um, <laughs> um, but at this point, I, I actually am quite confident in saying that Craig and I would be able to say, Snyder should be able to do better. Oh, Snyder does do better. Yeah. <laughs> he does do better, man. And that's what's so disappointing about a lot of this, <laughs> this film. Like, that should be, and some bits are amazing, yeah. but man, I just could not connect with anyone, Yeah. apart from Dave Batista, you know, because it's Dave Batista. You well, know, he's, he's got such soul in his eyes. Yeah, exactly, and so when he's not squinting. It, well, it's because he's, he's not wearing his glasses. He's trying not to sneeze. He's not wearing his glasses. But I, I guess this again, going back to Sucker Punch, is what the big problem in Sucker Punch was, mm. was that we had this great concept that had all these great elements, yeah. but there was just no substance behind it all. Yeah. So you end up with, you feel like you just aren't satisfied after it. Yeah, it's like you've got a really witty friend. Go, fuck, you're a funny dude. You should do stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> he finally gets his own stand-up bit and you're like, Oh, yeah, oh no. man, that was Maybe a you're just idea. good in a reactive environment, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah, I'm like, oh. But, like, uh, I don't know. I was just so disappointed because, obviously, coming off Justice League, where I have just, like, admittedly just did a full 180 on yep. Cider and just, like, man, this is amazing. He is this a good guy director. is a damn good director. Yeah. And then you just... Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, again... The the biggest fault in this is probably this is pure Snyder. Yeah. Hey, that cinematography just throws me out. And I think this is one of those things where I hope that this is... I hope we learn. And again, I haven't watched the documentary of The Making Of that's available on Netflix if you want to watch it. It's 28 minutes. Um, but I hope that this is one of those things where this is actually like an experimental film for Snyder. Yeah. Is we'll find out down the track that this is Snyder going, do you know what? I just knew that in the middle of a pandemic, I couldn't get a full crew together. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people will let us know if this is the case. Yeah. But I'd love it if Snyder said, I just knew in a pandemic, I could still make a blockbuster film. Yeah. And it didn't need to be 300 people working on monstrous sets, all this stuff. Um, so I thought... I'm going to write it, I'm going to direct it, I'm going to shoot it and just show that, like, it can still be done like it used to in the old days. Like, he could have made it, I think it just needed to be a lot more tighter. Yep. Like, imagine if, look, if you you couldn't do all of Vegas, that's fine. Have them land on a roof and they've got to work their way down through 99 floors. The opposite of the raid. Yeah, exactly. The down to the vault. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's fucking just that would just be hardcore. Yeah, you know, getting through all these fucking different types of zombies. Yeah, and it's also the nest. Yeah, that you would know have what been I mean. Great. And it's also That'd the nest great. of the of all the other zombies instead of them actually there over at the Bellagio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fucking 
Zombies love fountains. They love fountains. Oh, of course they do. They love fountains and rape. <laughs> They're rapey fountain zombies. And don't forget, they can also ride horses. Oh, that's right. That's, oh, my God. I totally forgot about the zombie horse. That is the dumbest fucking thing I saw. That was, I think that one of those, that was one of my triggers where I went, oh, come on. It was just zombie like, horse. <laughs> zombie horse with a zombie saddle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking just just this full fucking just sitting in a zombie Don't get stable by the buckle. Sitting in a zombie stable, <laughs> waiting to look for something. Like it would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been awesome. I'm picturing the poor <laughs> zombie that's, that's like, shoveling the poop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, even in the afterlife, he's fucking just shoveling shit. Imagine if um, you know, it would have been cool. If the zombie horse fucking ate a dude's face, that would be freaking awesome. Well, it looked like a scene out of Sex in the City. <laughs> but, <laughs> burger. Uh, but the zombie horse, zombie horse, I can't believe I, can't, I forgot, fucking forgot the zombie horse. And the blue baby that looked like a smurf. Well, I guess going back to the tiger, that was my big problem with it. Because I'm like, it's a zombie tiger, right? Yeah. So the whole premise of a zombie is that when you get bitten by that zombie, you then become a zombie. Yeah. Unless you get eaten. Yeah. So, like, is the tiger going around See, making zombie tiger? That's other the zombie, cats? zombie zombie paradox I never get. Is that how is there so many full-bodied zombies? When they're Did, also hungry? Yeah, when they're also fucking hungry. So they ran into them, just a guy's just, just eating them up. Yeah, the rest of you is good zombie, mate. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just fucking. And why are they? Why don't they have like that? Like you know, some of them have like good bites in their shit. Nah, they're all pretty fucking strong. The other thing that I wonder is, like, say you are a zombie yeah. and you just love eating people. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't there more zombies walking around with giant pot bellies? Yeah, exactly. Like pot belly zombies. <laughs> so do they be do big zombie shit? So they still got a working. <laughs> Like a zombie turd. Like a big fucking zombie turd. <laughs> a zombie basilisk. Oh, man, that'd be hardcore. That'd be hardcore. <laughs> See, that would have been balls to the wall. <laughs> you know, imagine just going into like... That if poor zombie plumber. They're breaking, they're breaking into the hotel... And then they go, and there's a mass shitting. <laughs> they're all just, they're all just on the shitter, and you're just like, fuck. And you're just trying to sneak through. <laughs> you just hear, <laughs> you just fucking David Tisa trying to sneak like through. There's like an aerial shot over the cubicles, yeah. and there's one one zombie playing Candy Crush. He's <laughs> <laughs> playing Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> He's got a fucking newspaper. <laughs> Doing the crossword. Just fighting and the other zombie here, this other zombie next to him. Goes, <laughs> oh my Damn God. boy, what'd you eat? <laughs> my Uncle Benny. Um, yeah, it's such a... It's such an interesting film, actually. I, I feel like I will revisit this one day. Um, and I think I need to be drunk to revisit it. <laughs> I wish I wish now Army of the Dead came out episode. when I was twenty, and I was fucking just drinking bourbon and and but randomly getting stoned. Because this would be a fucking awesome movie to watch like that. One of the things, especially with the blur, I'd be like, "Fuck! I'm, oh man, I'm getting glaucoma." <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I guess if I'm to say, like, talking on where you just spoke about the fact that Vegas needed to be a character in itself. Yeah. It's the city of sin. Yeah, but that's and that's the point why you'd put it in Vegas. Why, you know, you might as well have just put it in New Mexico. Well, you could have put it anywhere. Fort Knox. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. It could have been Newcastle. So, like, yeah, anywhere that's got a bank. Well, yeah, exactly. So, it's just like, for me, I guess the location works because they can quarantine it. Yeah. So, they can put a big, it's in the middle of the desert, they can stick a big fence around it and... It gives you a static location. Yeah. We have shipping containers. Um, <laughs> I like how the zombies just hung out while they were putting containers around them. What's going on here? What's going on there? Yeah. Oh, there's a guy putting another one of those fucking <laughs> things down. Wait, Bill, get the zombie horse. I want to have a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to the zombie giraffe? And it yeah, gives exactly. us a much better view. Fucking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some um, dick it out his eyes. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. You said he wanted to be a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, our 100th episode is just chaotic, <laughs> isn't it? Um, the fact that, like, I guess for me, the elements that I hope to get from this film, I feel like, Craig, like, this isn't going to be a long episode because it just, where it needs to succeed, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and the things that it could have done really well, I actually think were the things that they've, purposely made mysterious yeah. in order to give you more. So like the heist factor, we don't get enough heist factor. Yeah. Because they're obviously planning for Army of Thieves. Yeah. And the robot zombie stuff and the animal zombie stuff. Or, or when the guy says maybe that they're all actually just going in a loop in the world. The time loop stuff? And and, and some people are going, oh, but so the uniforms they found actually do look a lot like their uniforms. Of the... Okay. So time just loop talk zombies? us through that. <laughs> talk us through that. Crazy. So so the, the, um, the mercenaries find a group of uniforms that look very similar to their own. And so the guy who ended up becoming a zombie and beating everyone at the end, he's talking about maybe we're all part of a time loop and we just haven't got it right yet. And you would keep reliving and reliving the moment, even though for some reason our bodies just hang out here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really a time loop. But they do the time loop and everything like that. And you just go, okay. Well, it's sort of, I think, and this is a note that I wrote down is, it really cemented for me. I think this was Snyder actually trying to make a bit of a comedy. Really? I actually think this is... He's not a funny dude then. Well, and I think this is why the time loop moment doesn't work. It's because that's meant to be two people. Just a hilarious yeah. moment of two people just having a bit of banter as they're working. And, you know, but... It just is so out of character for Snyder that it doesn't hit. Yeah. Same with the Tignataro stuff. It should be really funny. Like this should be... Most military films has the wisecracker. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's what Tignataro should be. But it doesn't quite click. It's He wants to do George A. Romero and Zombieland... But doesn't know yes, which one to do. Totally, you know great. what I mean. And 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 look, if this was 
sold in the zombie land type fashion, you don't care about plot holes. I don't care. Oh, it's Craig, I'm zombie, so glad you said zombie that. monsters. It's fucking great. You're getting out there. You get in there, mate. Go have a fucking fight. Um, get on that zombie horse. But when you're trying to go, oh no, no, actually, I think I want to say a message. Yes. I want it to be serious. So I wanted to say a message. And it, there is no, there's nothing there. They're just, you know, just rapey zombies and babies and shit. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me, man. It doesn't work for me. I'm so glad you touched on Zombieland because the moment at the start where the zombies are attacking in Vegas and you're in the the gaming room and yeah. they're going through, there's like the Elvis impersonator and all that sort it's of just, stuff. Uh, there is actually a gobble of tits. There is? A gobble. Zombie the, ones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're... I wouldn't say they're a full zombie yet. <laughs> I would say they're, they're, you know, they're sort of zombie-ish. But that moment, I was like, is this Snyder? It feels so weird because he's got his lounge singer back again. You know, that yeah. cheesy sort of lounge singer he used in the first film. So there's a great little throwback there. But it wasn't until you mentioned the zombie land thing, I'm like, this makes sense why this felt so out of character for Snyder. Yeah. Because it belongs in a Zombieland film. The idea of showgirls walking around as zombies. Exactly. And the idea of Elvis impersonators as zombies. Um, again, like... That's what it sets up. It sets up for a film where you're just like, yeah, this is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, and it never goes there no, again. No, exactly. It never, it never gets to that level of fun. Ever again yeah. through the whole thing. It's never that fun again. It's so strange, isn't it? It's so weird. I know. Oh, I know. I'm so glad it's you said that. It's a weird movie where the first 10 minutes ruins the last, the rest of the, the, rest film? Of the film because the first 10 minutes are so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually as if we should be watching, we should have got two films. Yeah. And the first film is all them getting to be stuck in the quarantine zone. Yeah. You know, fighting their way to yeah, whatever. Exactly. Finding out that the vault is actually, like, not the prize. Like, yeah, and even the promos, you know, where you see the little um, safe dude with just a bat and you see old mate with the saw and shit. You're like, yeah, this is going to be gritty. You yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. Gritty. And I think in a way, um, we could probably say, say in a post The Boys world... Have it you watched a, The Boys on Yeah, yeah, on and this Amazon? this has that very The Boys feel. But there's never the humour and chemistry between the characters that are fighting side by side. Yeah. And I think the problem is also is that because you basically have these military people who are so serious, then you've got these wisecracking silly people <laughs> and they don't, again, they don't feel like a team that should work together. No, exactly. But this should be a team that Batista's putting together. And that together. was a weird put together of a team. Hey, you're on YouTube? Yeah. You should come and, you know, zombie kill of the week. Yeah. yeah. But again, that wasn't played on enough. I know, exactly. It's just, it's just a random dude. Like, what was even the point of that? You know yeah. what I mean? Okay, so there's zombies. So there's zombies in Los Angeles as well? <laughs> yes, I didn't even put two and two together. You know what Craig. I mean? And so and that's what these ran. It's it's, it, yeah. I yeah. It's like um, I've watched. It's like a series called Army of the Dead, 
and we only got to watch one episode and it was the shit episode. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But you'll end up watching all of them. It's look, and and Jeff probably will disagree with this, but it's like the Daniel Craig Bonds, but you only get to watch Quantum of Solace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, really? I don't know if that's if Spectre. That's, Spectre. <laughs> you go, oh, oh, the other one's actually, you know, it's just it's a good in between film. It's, it's a great example actually because Spectre has an absolutely cracking open. Yeah. It's got such a great opening, and then the rest of the film is just a bit sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just, actually I will say it. This was, this is a disappointing <laughs> Snyder film. It, if this wasn't a Snyder film, this would be just a standard run of the mill Netflix film. Yeah, that you would actually, it would probably have been raunchier. It yeah. probably would have been funnier. Yeah, and probably would have worked a bit better. Yeah, exactly. You could have. It would have been. I think this movie would have worked better if it was Snyder-esque. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds stupid. No, no, but I totally get it. You know what it. I mean? Like, it's, it would have been better if, like, you know, someone someone else did it and they're like, yeah, man, this is... And I can see a lot of Snyder's touches on it. But, yeah, the guy did well. And perhaps this, Craig, is why Snyder wasn't going to make it originally. I think the script's different. So uh, there's still definitely elements of it. Release the Snyder cut. <laughs> Release the Joby cut. Release the Joby cut. Release the Joby cut. The Joby cut. That sounds like a fucking. It's like, like a the Flasher. Haircut. It's like the Flasher. <laughs> the Flasher. Cut. The Joby cut. <laughs> Essentially, this is a circumcision with a little bit left yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Just underneath that dangles down underneath. That's it. So, something so, you can hang a ring on. So, <laughs> it looks like a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> the gobble. This is the gobble cut. <laughs> the Joby cut. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, Craig, overall, how are you feeling? About I didn't it? like it, man. Hey, I didn't like it. And I don't like saying that because, man, I was so pumped for this film. Yeah. I watched that opening scene, so, like, seriously, about three, four times. And I would go home and I'd watch it straight away again because it was just so awesome. I was just like, man, that's so funny. Yep. And that was the last time I laughed. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'd say I was disappointed by it. Yeah. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably a bit more forgiving than you when it comes <laughs> to films, though. But um, it was just a whole film of, like, opportunities missed, I think, yeah. which is really disappointing. And so the only thing I can think of is, like, we're about to just quickly say on his ranking, where would you put it? For me, I'd probably put it somewhere around his... Sucker Punch. Yeah, I, I like Sucker Punch more than this. Wow. Oh, no, I did, with Sucker Punch, I wasn't too upset. I liked the world he was building in Sucker Punch. Yeah. It just made no fucking sense. You know what I mean? It's just like there needed to be an, another film with a, within a film. Within, you know? Yeah. There just needed to be more bulky. He just needed to... Like this film, he needed to make it tighter. Totally. You know, maybe get rid of the whole daughter sequence. You know, if you wanted yep. to um, build up stakes, build up the love with um, his teammate more, you know? Yeah. Um, it just made it a lot more tighter film. Yeah. No, I can totally get that. And just, you know, a little bit of blur away. Just fucking, <laughs> just adjust that, you oh, know? Just 100%. adjust that, that transparency on your fucking campaign. A different... A different um, cinematographer on this film yeah and we would have those like again we didn't quite get 
a lot of those Snyder moments we come to love, yeah. which are those slow motion moments. And yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. I saw some of that in a trailer. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't it see just, that. I think the the idea of the saw probably would have been, and the baseball bat just didn't come into use. We've just Dave Batista. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Dave Batista throwing some zombie poor zombie off a off a roof would have been awesome. But yeah. you didn't see shit like that. Yeah. You just, know, and even Dave Batista dying at the end, shit. It's a opportunities missed, Craig. Yeah, I know, I know. And yeah. her just waiting for Dave Batista to turn and stuff. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then everyone dies, and she just comes out with like thirty grand. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. All that work for thirty. Yeah, grand. and she caused all their deaths. She caused totally. all their deaths. Totally. It would have been successful mission. Old mate would have got his head. <laughs> <laughs> they would have got their, millions, so their hundreds of millions of dollars if they all just, if Batista just said, look, I'm you're sorry, my girl. daughter. You're not going. Yeah. You're not <laughs> going, seriously. <laughs> I'm going, daddy. It's like someone just fucking just dart her out or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Craig, where can people find us? Oh, seriously, if, if you got the shits with me again <laughs> about <laughs> what I've said about Snyder, please go on to Instagram, go on to Twitter at FFTL Podcast, um, or you can go onto our Facebook page. You yep. know, you can be very vocal on there from yep. first to last podcast we got on there. Um, if you want to be more, you know, just you know, dig at me personally, but not in front of everyone, just info at FFTLpodcast.com. <laughs> That's our email address there. Um, or you just find the links on www.fftlpodcast.com yes and like we always say subscribe subscribe send us a review five stars yeah yeah send us a review you'll love us yeah you'll love us helps people find us um we really do we love Zack snyder i can't wait for whatever he brings out next oh i can't wait for whatever he brings out next i'm just it's stupid it's like a it's like a fucking bad girlfriend <laughs> yeah it totally is. You it? just you get some really great sex, and then some of them are just yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, but there was this one time, man, it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> like four or five times, it's blown my mind, and you just keep going back. You keep going back. It's just not working. <laughs> so true. Now, Craig, uh, we're still got a few weeks until Michael Mann is dropping. Yep. Um, until then, we've got a couple mini episodes we're going to Mini-ups. start dropping for friends to listen to. Keep you getting some beautiful tones in your ear. Next week, we're going to be looking to drop a Triple Frontier episode. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that. With big links to our Catherine Bigelow season. Big originally links to Bigelow. was originally going to be a project Bigelow would direct. It was written by yep. Mark Boll. She's still on as executive producer. Cool, which I don't know means much. Well, I think... Had lots of creative control once upon a time, but no yeah. longer does. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have been demoted. That's right, but you still get paid. Huzzah! Yeah. Um, so I've actually watched the film. Uh, watched it the other day. Oh, did you? Really enjoyed it. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So I can't wait to talk about this one. Um, so we'll be doing that. Are we going to do the other one that we talked about? Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Sick. Okay, cool. We will let's do it. We'll do a mini for that. I want to see it. I want to see it. Actually, uh, I watched the scene the other day because Killian Murphy broke down his career on GQ. Oh, I love that man. And he talks about Christopher Nolan and and, and scripts and shit like that. And he he's out on the script for that one, and he came in because I forgot he was totally in that. Yeah. I totally yeah, forgot he was in. It. I just remembered he was in one and two. So good. I love him. 
He's such a good actor. Amazing in a quiet place. Oh man, uh, oh, man he would be. Um, so, would be. so so good. Um, so like we always say, we love you guys being along for the journey. Thank you so much for those who have been on the hundred episode journey that Yay, we've been on. Thanks, mom. Uh, thanks, Johnny. Um, but we are so grateful that you're here with us each week, and we love. I hope we get another hundred under our belt, Craig. Yeah, damn right, we will. We um, will. So. From all of us here from First to Last Podcast, we'll be talking Triple Frontier, but I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Killian. And we'll catch you next week. See you all. <laughs>